continuing with my series of podcasts uh, featuring candidates for Hamilton Southeastern School Board. All candidates have been invited, and Janet Pritchett has uh, accepted that invitation. She is a current member of the Hamilton Southeastern School Board, uh, serving this year, 2002, as the board secretary. She is seeking a second four-year term in District Two. So, Janet Pritchett, welcome to you. Uh, Kate Lancer is here. She's a senior at HSE High School. She'll be asking the questions. Casey Alexander is a junior at Fishers High School. He is participating today in a school event, cannot join us, but Casey has provided Kate with his questions uh, that will be posed as part of this podcast. So I'll ask for a couple of questions here to set this up. So, Janet, uh, welcome back to our podcast and uh, spend uh, just a minute or two talking about yourself. People move in and out of the school district. Many people know you, some don't. So just spend a couple of minutes talking about you. Well, thanks for having me, Larry and Kate. Um, It's an honor to be here again. Um, I am, uh, my husband and I moved to Fishers 18 years ago uh, because of our school district uh, and since then have been raising our kids here. Uh, We have four children. Uh, My oldest is a uh, in his third year at Purdue, and then I have three students at Fishers High School, a uh, freshman, a junior, and a senior. Um, I am a mortgage advisor with Parker Mortgage in Noblesville, and um, it's been fun getting to know that community as well. Um, I'm really obviously connected here in Fishers, but it's been interesting getting to know um, our neighbors to the north. Um, I first got interested in school board uh, when I I was a PTO president at Riverside and uh, we were building a playground and a lot of the uh, funding, you know, questions came, came up and I was just, it it made me want to learn more about how the school district works. Um, So I decided to run uh, and I felt like I had a good handle on kind of the community feel. I had a lot of parent friends. Um, te- I made a lot of connections with teachers and um, administration in the building. And then I always had fun with students. And so I thought it would be a good fit. So um, yeah, here I am four years later doing it again. And that's my next question to, to set this up. You have served nearly four years on this board. You know what it entails to be a school board member. What motivated you to seek one more term? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, first of all, I think we're an amazing, we have an amazing school district. We have a great foundation. Um, I think there are some things that got a little waylaid by the pandemic, uh, one of them being Portrait of a Graduate, which I think is an amazing program for our kids. And now we're we're back to the drawing board a little bit with that. We have some foundation, but we're growing with that um, and, and some additions with Purdue Pursuit Institute, um, there's just some great things in the works that I'd really like to be a part of. And I'll turn the questioning over to Kate Lancer. All right. What is your main goal as an HSC school board member? So going forward, um, home my main goal, I guess, in general, is just to make sure that our students um, have the least amount of barriers possible when receiving an excellent public education. Um, and I want to make sure that all of our graduates graduate with a um, well-rounded, well-versed, very robust public education to, to lead them wherever they want to go. 
And what is the biggest improvement that you think we need to make? Well, I'd like to see... um, I have a couple things that I would like to see as far as academics go. Um, I would really, really love to see an expanded uh, world language program. Um, I would like to see some more experiential learning opportunities. We have some really, really great ones. Um, And I can see how much that affects our kids and their learning. And so I'd really like to see some more opportunities for that. And I think I, I think I can say that we are that everybody's kind of on board for that, um, and then I'd also like to see a um, a, a, a district wide pre K program. We have a limited program, and I there again I can see how how um, how well received it is and how great it is for our students that have that that access. And I'd like to see that expanded for all of our um, students and in Fishers. Do you know how you'd go about expanding that pre K program? Well, <laughs> well, the, I can tell you all the barriers, and a lot of it has to do with money. Um, funding is a huge issue, as it is in you know public education everywhere. Um, so I think those, all of those things, need to be bitten off into small chunks um, in order to get probably the the program that we want. Um, but I think the important thing is to get started. So um, we would need to allocate some money for those programs. Got it. And so this question comes from Casey. You've mentioned both on your Facebook page as well as your website that creating global citizens is very important. How would you go about creating kids that are more globally inclined at the school board level? Well, I think in that case, it kind of comes back to the experiential learning part and the world language. Um, Also, just um, some of our initiatives with um, social emotional learning and diversity, equity, inclusion, all of those things kind of work together to make sure that our students are prepared for wherever they go because you know while we love to see our students come back to Fishers and work and live here um, the reality is that you know some of them might not so I want to make sure that when they're out there in the world that they are prepared for you know what's happening in the world around them. Yeah and so what are your thoughts on expanding our education to include things that are not like a college-focused career, such as a lawyer or a doctor, but maybe um, a trade school. So how do you think that we can help kids who want to go into that profession? Well, I think we, um, in the last couple years, I would say the focus really has um, come back around to some of the trades. Um, We, for a long time at HSC High School, the welding you know, wing was right. all was closed. Um, and that was due to lack of interest. But because we've seen that come back, we have that that program open. Um, and I think that part of what that experiential learning piece, experiential learning piece, <laughs> um, has to do with some of those. Um, because if you get if you get students into a, you know, a construction site or into and, you know, working at the hospital or working somewhere that they see, hey, I don't, maybe college isn't for me, but maybe I can get my EMT license and, you know, work right out of um, high school and uh, be prepared that way. So I think just making sure that all the students know that there's that awareness and then making sure we can partner with our community to create those opportunities for students. Yeah, for sure. So now going to our elementary schools, what hands-on learning opportunities do you think should be added to the elementary school curriculum? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, I think that would be 
oh goodness, I mean, it could be anything. I mean, I, I think what we do great is, you know, our, already our partnerships with Richie Woods and the Agri Park and Connor Prairie. Um, I think a lot of that would just have to do with some collaboration with the city. You know, what business owners would want to have some students come in and learn. Um, and I would be open to pretty much anything. So this is another question from Casey. So he said that on your website, you also mentioned that parents should have access to their child's education. So how would you improve that access if it's already there? And if it's not, how would you create it? So this is a, so for all you PTO folks out there, you're going to, you're going to feel me here. Um, as a, as a PTO leader in our district for many years, for over a decade, um, I spent so much time trying to get parents involved, um, you know, come out to the fundraiser or just come read in the classroom. Um, so a lot of my job for the last for that time was just, you know, trying to get parents involved. So I do know that they um, they have that ability. Um, and I don't know if the, it just means making sure that um, maybe on the on the school website, like the individual school websites, we have some, you know, availability. Usually how I learned about volunteering in the classroom was um, the first day of school or like the meet the teacher night where a teacher would say, hey, I need some parents to come help. Um, so maybe if there's a centralized location so that if someone doesn't come to that that meeting that they have an ability to plug in a little bit easier. Um, but I have seen that most, especially in the elementary level, um, most teachers welcome parent involvement as much as possible because it helps It helps them. So do you think that we need more parent involvement in the middle school or high school levels? That's a little more difficult um, as far as, you know, getting in the classroom, but there's still, there's still that ability if you, if you ask. Um, but I do know that... Um, you know, being part of the PTO and all of those, that, that it creates so many opportunities to, to be able to partner with teachers and other parents. So, And as a member of the school board, uh, just what group do you think is most important as you're running for re-election? The students, the parents in the community, or the teachers? Oh, well, that's, you know, that's a loaded question. Um, I think my job as a school board member is to always, always, always keep in mind what's best for students. I mean, the bottom line. Um, and then how that, you know, obviously parents and teachers are all, you know, hopefully on the same page with wanting um, what's best for students. And so it's just balancing. Um, of course, we need the input from all of those um, stakeholders. But in the end, it, it needs to be what's best for the education of students. So here's another question from Casey. As a board member, how would you gauge the student voice when determining policy as a school board member? Well, that's an interesting one, and we've kind of seen that play out a little bit. Um, I know that there was a student group that uh, came to me. So last year I served as the board president, and there was a student group at Fishers that came to me and said that they were wondering kind of how that process worked. And I said, well, really, um, student voice typically gets to the board level through administration. So we did create a superintendent advisory council group that's a little bit different with Dr. Stokes than it had been with Dr. Borf. And it was um, students 7 through 12 um, in a very um, that were recommended by teachers to come together. Um, and they took um, 
they, they kind of did what the um, HSC engaged program is with parents and they kind of had the same topics as they did with that and so students were able to give input on like their what what they see going well in HSC and then what they thought were some improvements that could be made and there are administrators there that could gauge like hey that's that's something we really could do or maybe there's some things that need to be changed to make sure that this happens um, or to explain why some of the barriers are there that we, they can't happen so I think we are um, doing a pretty good job with that um, but it's hard it's hard because it comes um, it has to be filtered up through other folks. <laughs> So as a school board member, do you think it's important for you to go into schools and see what day-to-day operations are right are like, or is that more of an administration-type job? Um, I, I think... I think it's good for a school board member to see. Um, we do have some school board members that will volunteer as um, substitutes. Um, obviously, I feel like um, I have a good handle on that just because I volunteered in the classroom a lot. Um I mean, I think that'd be great. I know that um, when I first came on the board, I made sure that I went and introduced myself to principals that were um, in schools that I weren't familiar with um, to kind of see what their culture was like and to see, like, what they had, you know, in their mind what was coming down the pike for them um, in terms of their building or their staff. Um, So I do think it's important to keep involved and to know how how a day operation runs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. And now for another Casey question. During tenure as a school board member, how would you respond if individual children or teachers were specifically targeted, insulted, and berated by a fellow school board member using their official school board media page for expressing an opinion that differs from the adult in office? Oh, um, well, First of all, it's really difficult. Um, there's not a lot of um, governance over school board members. Um, so it's really hard because I think that a school board member should stay out of the fray in that sense. Um, and your question was, what What should I do? Yeah, how would you handle the situation? Um, well, um, Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I, I, I mean, I really just think that it's unfortunate um, if that happens that um, because there's really not much that the school board, other school board members can do. Um, obviously, I'm against that. So I, I don't really know that there's anything that can be done other than to say I don't agree. Right. Um, so if you're reelected, what steps do you plan on taking to further equity in our school system? Um, honestly, I think we have a very good um, we have a very good base. Um, I love the work that Dr. Pettigrew is doing, and I think that um, we just need to keep keep on educating. You know, we're doing a lot of good um, professional development for teachers around um, equity and. I think that that is a great place for us to start. For sure. So are there different paths to take to improve equity in an elementary school versus a high school? Um, well, of course. I mean, it's it's all age appropriate. Um, I, I've met a teacher who um, who had a had a lesson that t- talked about, you know, drawing um, 
you know, draw your version of a doctor or a lawyer or a dentist. And and we found that some of the kids were drawing um, people that didn't exactly look like them. And so then there were some questions about like, well, why? Why did you, you know, if you're if you're a little girl, like, why are you drawing a doctor as a as a man? Like, do you is that something do you could you see yourself as a doctor or do you see that only as a male profession? And so sometimes it's just that is a very simple way of saying, you know, like teaching kids to learn that, um, you know, you should be able to see yourself in some of these roles. Um, and that's very age appropriate. And um, and so, yeah, there's there. It definitely is different every every step. Um, and I trust that our teachers know how to handle that. And that's part of that professional development piece is making sure that um, they can handle those situations and they can um, can take care of that in their classroom. And I think it's yeah, I think it's amazing. For sure. So um, you've so this is from Casey too. Uh, you've posted about volunteering in the district before. How important is it for a school board member to get into schools to help out? I, uh, to me, it's been invaluable. I there are so many things that come across, you know, as a school board member where an administrator might come about a class or something that needs to be changed, or even if it's a you know a facilities issue. Um, being in the buildings has been invaluable to me because I've seen it firsthand. Um, I've been able to talk to kids and parents and kind of, you know, just see what their day-to-day looks like. And, um, I mean, to me, it's been, it's been the, 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 the easiest part for me is being able to say, oh, yeah, I know about that. Or, um, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I know that issue because I've, I've been in that building before. Or, um, yeah, I've talked to parents and this is something that they've been worried about or concerned about for a while or um, or just being able to really connect with students and know that sometimes when things are brought to us as far as like some parents that maybe have some issues that that students aren't as concerned about that as as maybe the parents are do you have a specific story that sticks out in your mind when you went into a building to help out um, well, I, yes. Um, so when I was the uh, PTO president at Riverside Intermediate, we started these, um, this fundraiser called Hawk Parties. And that's just because they're the Golden Hawks. But it was simply just a couple hours after school. Uh, I hired a DJ and the kids could come in and they would just dance and, and socialize and really just relax and kind of let go. And I remember the very, like, very first one, I had a, a a boy come up to me and he said, he was like, so what is the, what is the struggle, like, what is the, you know, like the, um, the activities, like, what's the plan for today? And I'm like, nothing, you just go and you can play basketball or, you know, dance or hang out with friends or, and he just looked at me, he's like, I can do whatever. And, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he just ran into the, and he just ran around. It was, you know, it, it, to me reminded me that. Even at fifth and sixth grade, you know everything's so structured. We have a structured day, and and to be just free for an e- for an afternoon was amazing. And so that's something to keep in mind too as we go forward. With you know a lot of, of course, we academics are important, and we have to be structured with that. But to, but letting kids be kids mm-hmm. is super important, also. Do you think it would be a good idea to put something like that in the high school? Because I remember we have recess time in elementary school. We had a global play day. Um, I went to HIJH, so HIJH does the global play day. Yes. Um, is it important to have something like that at the high school level? Well, I don't know. You tell me. I mean, <laughs> I, I personally would like it. I think it would 
sound fun. However, I know that we have our electives that we get to choose to take. In high school, it's a little bit different because you actually get to physically pick the classes. But I wonder, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's amazing. I would love that. (laughs) I think, I, I mean, I think... Yeah, we should totally do that. I mean, look at you. You were like, we should do that, and your face (laughs) lit up. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, So, from Casey, you've been on the board for four years now. What's left to do? Oh, there's so much to do. Um, I would really love to see the Portrait of a Graduate come back around. One of the things I ran on in the first um, first term, and that's another thing that's kind of interesting. You learn like what school board members really have control over, and that's really not a whole lot. Um, so, but I really want to see that um, test scores are important. Of course, they are. That we need to benchmark. But I'd really love to see our students graduate with a you know portfolio of sorts, things that they've done. To you know, because some students don't test well. So what else? What what could we? I think portrait graduate would leave a student with a well-rounded view of what that person can do going forward, whether it's for a job or for college or whatever other path that they have. Um, and so that's really important to me because I think we are more than just a test score. Um, and so that I started out four years ago. It's we got a little waylaid. Um, the pandemic at some point we were just trying to survive um, so I think bringing that back is important um, and I think your question was sorry I kind of got off on a tangent oh yeah no, so what else is left to do so Anything yeah else? So, well that yeah that, I mean yeah. I think that's huge I think the couple things I mentioned earlier um, but I yeah I think I mean there's always more to do right do you think that the pandemic has helped kind of like lessen the stress of the test scores? Because I know a lot of colleges have gone test optional, but now I think a lot of colleges are bringing back that they're requiring the test scores. So do you think that that's going to be a roadblock? I, I, I don't. Um, historically, our, our district, our, our kids test pretty well mm-hmm. overall. Um, so for us, I don't see that so much. Um, and now the SAT being a mandated test, um, I think that um, you know, I have some feelings about that, um, but I, but I think um, I think what the pandemic hopefully taught us was that you know we we can go through some hard stuff and we can learn in different ways and we can still come out and still be successful. Yeah. Is there anything positive from the pandemic that you saw as a school board member that came out specifically? Um, as a school board member, I think it was it, the the thing that I can say is. Um, Going through it, our, I mean, our staff was amazing, um, really amazing. Um, sorry. No, you're fine. Um, just, just take a moment. I know this, this is a, an important issue for you. You know, I covered the school board during the pandemic. I couldn't even go to the meetings myself quite often, uh, but knew what your staff was going through. And I know this is emotional for you because you saw up close and personal what the staff was going through. So talk a little more about that. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean just because it's, it's, it was scary on so many different levels. And I think, you know, you have the, you know, what the health department says and then you have what parents think and you know our staff was worried and our kids we knew that you know we knew we were going to ha- we were faced learning loss we knew that um so we had to do everything we could to mitigate that loss mm-hmm. you know what can we do to make sure that everybody's safe and um that we can still educate our kids and the creativity i saw and the um camaraderie i saw 
um, that's the kind of stuff that sticks with me. One more question, Kate. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you think that the pandemic, I feel like it really opened up the social, the social and emotional learning uh, do you think that's a good thing? Do you think we should continue to expand on that as we go forward? Oh, for sure. And um, we've had so many um, great stories from people who have been helped. Um, you know, our our kids, when they feel, when their emotions are regulated, can learn better. Um, I think that, um, you know, we see um, discipline issues going down uh, because of because of this knowledge. And so, yes, for sure. Um, so many great things with social emotional learning, for sure. Yeah, my final question for you, Janet. Uh, much has been written and said, and you've alluded to this in some of your answers from the, to the students' questions. The academic performance of the Hamilton Southeastern School District. You as a board member, you've reviewed all the state testing and all the data that measures performance in the school district. What is your overall assessment of uh, the district's current academic standing? I mean, we have areas that are that we we need improvement on, but I think as I've alluded to, I think we've done some great, you know, some we've had some great strides. I think we we could have really dropped um and we, and we didn't. We've only, you know, unfortunately the timing with I step and I learn was that you know, the test changed over to, you know, I, I learn as a more rigorous test than I step. And we, and we switched over that right before the pandemic. So we didn't really have a lot of base mark to say, okay, our, how are we doing? Um, and we didn't even take the test in 2020. So, um, I mean, I, you know, when we have a valedictorian from HSC high school last year, who was recruited by Yale as a junior, you know, I, to me, I can't, I don't, I can't say that we're doing anything but the right things for our kids as far as academic goes. So, I mean, we we have we have room for improvement, of course, but I think we're doing great things, and I think we're still, and we've always been a top-notch district in our state. Well, uh, this is your chance to add anything you would like uh, in closing, a couple, three minutes in closing, uh, anything we have not thought to ask or anything you'd like to add and as we uh, close the podcast. Well, um, I would just like to say that this last four years on the school board has been uh, crazy and difficult, but also wonderful, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I'm here again because um, I, I see a lot of um, – potential in our students and I want to be a part of it and I want to help move the district forward so I'd appreciate your vote on November 8th. Janet Pritchett the incumbent school board member running in district 2 in the upcoming election. Janet thank you very much for being here and thanks to you as well Kate. 